Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Yeah, ain't that some shit where, you know, you just want to play a simple game of murder by numbers with the guests. And you have to have rules now. Didn't you have rules when I went through? No. I could have sworn there were rules because I, I remember. No, there's steps to the game, but there oh, was never rules. I, I, re- I remember just a, a lot of like, you know, stuff in my face. Well, I, I mm, stuff. In... <laughs> you, no, Mr. Miller. You blocked my left ear solid with fucking shaving cream. <laughs> oh, Mr. I saw the pictures of Jim at the end of the night. Oh, again. Yeah, there was. I n- sent you a pic. Yeah, there, I've seen the pics, but it was like it wasn't as, as bad. I don't think. Oh no, it was you worse know, think, this year. I don't know. I look at you off light. No, I got, there, I got a whole fucking ladle of that fucking chocolate shit in the ice cream thing. She dumped it right on my chest. I had to put my hands on my stomach because it was running into my crotch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, much fucking confetti all over me. Well, I mean, it started. It it started before he even got to me because I'm sure Kirsten got you pretty good with the blood in the confessional. She did. Um. And I know Mariah came out and swatted my freaking left shoulder. I felt that. That was soaking wet. Yeah. And then he gets to me. And I didn't even hesitate. I just grabbed him, threw him right in the chair. And I told Mariah, when Jim and when Jim drops, let me know. Because that way, I had the shaving cream pie ready. Yeah. So I took down a brand new can of shaving cream. And um, I also took... Uh, paper plate down. So, Mariah, Jim's down. And I load up a big pile of shaving cream on mm-hmm. said paper plate. Jim comes in. I say hi to Jen. And then I proceed to throw Jim in the chair. And now I'm... I'm- Trying to, I said to Jen, I said, I think you instigated that. Like, didn't she say something like, do you have anything for him or something stupid like that? No, I don't okay. remember that. I don't, but you were getting it anyway. Oh, yeah, I know. I was. It was you were getting it anyway. I, um, I sit Jim down in the chair, and like last year, the shaving cream pie on top of the head. And then I, I was nice to him this time. I didn't run it all the way down his face. No, he went around the side. I went around the side. Up the chin. And up the up chin, the left yes. side. Yeah, I got a yeah. big, nice... Yeah sideways halo on my head yeah yeah he got he got hammered pretty good by the time by the end of the night jim there wasn't much uh there wasn't much surface area no that was not covered with either uh our chocolate sauce which is not really chocolate sauce uh fake blood shaving cream or sprinkles i I was i had i'm still finding sprinkles around my house yeah it's it's fucking incredible and they're not real sprinkles it's confetti confetti it's confetti I was more covered in shaving cream and confetti than I even want to care to say. And and you thought people looked at us funny when we went through last year? You should have saw the fucking looks I got when I came walking out. The people in line, well, mouths I, I, dropping. Well, yeah, I just remember from last year because we got, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say extra special treatment, but I think everyone knows that you can't do anything to us that we're not going to allow it. You got treated like family. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's like Tyler knows... 
that what yeah we that we are just limitless. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they know us. But so we walk out of there. People are like, "Oh my god!" Sad, sadly, <laughs> sadly though, Saturday night Tyler was not there. He was not there to make Heine babies with Jim. Mm. Uh, Tyler was away doing uh, Family Guy stuff. Him and uh, him and Barb and and Tommy were out doing pumpkin picking. So pumpkin picking. Yes. Oh my God, he's one of them. Not really. No, no. If he's out pumpkin picking, oh God. How old is kid? Uh, Tommy's not quite a year old, I don't think. Yeah, still, it's the no. experience with the kid. It's memory. It's making memories. No, yeah. it, no. But you go to the and story. I, it, I'll take it, that one. It was. No, I think it was something <laughs> that was promised to a family member as well. Oh, there you so. Go. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, knock Tyler for not being there on Saturday no. night. F it. Yeah. It's so not, who who was in the who was in the VIP lounge then? The what? Who was in VIP? Who did anybody throw you on the bed? No. Oh. Well, they tried, but I kind of pushed back a little bit. It was some guy in a huge pig mask. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And another guy right before him. Where Tyler would first come out and meet you and walk you down the hallway uh-huh. towards said. <laughs> that was oh. probably Mark or Danny. It was it was somebody who was just coming there to help out. It was somebody's nephew. Or... It was Mark. It was Mark or Danny. Yeah, he had like he had like the hand mask on. Okay, that was that was Mark. Okay, that I, was Mark. I had just met him. He's one of Linda's cousins. Yeah, I just met him Friday night uh, when I went in for my break to get a water. He was in there. Yeah, Mark Morum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good times, good times. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. What did Jen think of it? You know, I had a laugh when I we did uh, we made a whole day of it. We did Mazilla, you know, and we had to go early because Bella Bella had her first dance. Yes, official dance Saturday. She had her. She went to homecoming. So after she left for homecoming, um, I said, Jen, I said, let's go. I said, we'll stop at the Palmerton Hotel. We'll have a couple beverages and you know grab an appetizer and uh, I can tell the whole way over to Palmerton she's just she's uneasy she's uneasy she doesn't want to do this hmm. and I kept saying I said you're gonna have a good time you're gonna have fun she goes I don't do shit like this she goes I'm only doing this because it's your birthday she goes that is the only reason I'm doing this yeah and then we're standing in line um, we're in the, the fenced in area next to where they have the videos and shit playing and she goes she goes, I got to go to the bathroom. She goes, I don't know if I can leave the line. I said, I said, well, Eric's sister's right over there. I said, go over and ask. I said, step over the rope. Go ask if you can use the porta john and then come back in. So she left. She came back. She goes, she goes I'd have pissed myself. That's what she was afraid of. She was afraid she was going to piss herself in there. But uh, She wouldn't have been the first. No, I know. I know. But she was, she loved it. Good. I'm glad she had she fun. She loved it. And that's all I... I'm glad she had a good time. Because like I said, I can tell she was out of her comfort zone. Yeah. But I think uh, her watching me get the shit beat out of me, she enjoyed that a lot. Well, I mean, everybody enjoys watching... <laughs> that, is, that is enjoyable. It really is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Speaking of getting the shit kicked out of you... Ha! Here it comes! I'm... I'm... Perfect against you fucking I know. slackers. Now, now, whoa, whoa, I just whoa. said this Don't to him. Don't bring it up on me. Another week when I have two guys go down mid-game. And I just fucking noticed last night. I would have beaten everybody else but you. I had the second highest score in the league. You had the top. <laughs> Can you fucking believe that? And, and you know what Jim says the minute he walks in my house? What? If only Eric played like the Raiders. 
I know, right? Yeah, you could have blown the lead. <laughs> well, here's the th- here here's uh, I watched that game on Monday night. Oh. I watched that game on Monday night. And do you still have a TV? Oh yeah, you still do have a TV. I do. I still have a TV. I cannot fault the play of the of the team. They executed the plays, okay? Yes. Where I can find fault is the play calling. <laughs> Uh, okay, you've got Josh Jacobs is running all over Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are you calling a slant on fourth and one in the fourth quarter when you're down by one and you're close to field goal range? Why are you calling a two point conversion when you're down by one? Th- that that was an analytics. <laughs> no, that was an analytics call. The analytics say to do that. Oh. I didn't agree with it either. But the analytics state state yeah stated to go for it to go for the two. I think McDaniel's is uh, probably on the hot seat. The Raiders go into their they have their bye this week. Oh yeah, the Raiders are on a bye this week, so we can't fucking blow a lead. Um, in reality, and I'm not saying this to be a homer or because I'm a Raiders fan. Right now, Las Vegas should be four and one. The only game they should have lost was week one against the Chargers. That's it. Eh, and That's the only game they should have lost. Niners should be undefeated. <laughs> Cooper Rush lost. is. They lost. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, well, Christ. guess what? That's about to go away because no, Dak's no, no, coming no. back. Oh, no, no. not Dak's no, coming back. No, no. Not this week, though. He's already ruled out against yeah, the Eagles. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what? I never say this, but fly, Eagles, fly. You're an asshole too. <laughs> and how about how about fucking Devonte Adams? Well, there's a f- they showed some other camera angles. Yes, and the guy and in- the guy intentionally stepped in front of Devonte. He kind of he kind of he, he wasn't watching where he was going, and he kind of walked right in front of Devonte, and Devonte just kind of shoved him out of the way. Yeah, um, I. Should Devontae have shoved him? No. 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 But. Did he apologize right after because he felt bad about it? Yes. But. But. Where was NFL security to keep that clown out of the out of the tunnel? You're not wrong. Where was NFL security? Okay. What happened? Well, Devontae Adams coming off the field, a, a photographer uh-huh. cut in front of him directly. Okay. Like walked right in his path. Yep. And Devontae pushed him out of the way. And. You want to talk about a flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He took a bump. Okay. He took a fucking, like, like exaggerated Shawn Michaels bump. Damn. Yeah. Um. And now he's suing Devontae now, now, Adams. Yeah. Now, he sees, uh, now he sees the money. He sees dollar signs. I, he went to the hospital. He's he he looking, for, he looking he, for the pay window. He got a concussion. <laughs> That's right. He lawyered up. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, should Devontae have pushed him? No. But where was NFL security? To keep people out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where 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 were they? And now the bitch is... And you are a bitch. Whoever you are, you are a fucking bitch. You're just looking for a payday now. Yep. yep. Do it like the old days. Give them an autograph poster. <laughs> Hot dog and a handshake. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... That's the truth. I mean, Christ, how many times has some of that weird shit happened in the NFL? And it's like, oh, here's an autographed football. Yeah. Wait, who's this guy? He's the kicker's assistant. Just take the fucking ball. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But now everybody everybody sees, like you said, sees the pay window. Yep. 
Yeah, that's the way it is. And they, they, they know how to... Oh, the flops. God damn it. Oh, dude, the guy... Like I said, the guy took an exaggerated... like Shawn, You remember Shawn Michaels against oh, Hogan? Oh, yeah. When Shawn was bouncing around like a Super Bowl? Yep. It was, it was like that. You know, the fucking exaggerated Kurt Hennig bump. It was nuts. I saw one from a court thing. It's one of those one of those, like stupid people videos that I love watching. Yeah. The woman was being an asshole to whoever was in the court at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so as the woman's leaving, the other the person she's being an asshole to, she taps her on the back of the head with like a notebook. Oh, I saw that and too. And she like she like uh, screams, hits it, the floor, rolls her head. But it took it took like three seconds no, for her to delay. hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, but then nobody nobody like came to her aid. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to sit down again. Yeah. I love shit like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I love, I love stuff like that. It's like, you know, like the, it, it, it was like, it was like watching a soccer player. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Those are the words. I just saw, I just saw a video. Um, it was, I guess there was a penalty and the one guy on the other team didn't like where the ball was being played. So he was kicking the ball around. And the other, the other team would take the ball, put it back down, and then kick the ball away again. Yeah. Well, finally, the ref came over and gave him a yellow card. Uh-huh. And, you know, they start arguing this, that, and everything else. And somebody from the other team comes running over and accidentally, like, bumped his ankle, like, with his foot as he was stopping. Mm-hmm. And the delay was there. He looks right at the ref, grabs his ankle, and just falls down screaming. The ref looked at him, <laughs> gave him the red card. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Soccer, soccer is, like, one of the worst. And then, of course, but... We uh, we've seen some great NFL flops too. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Which, which looks so wonderful. Well, you know, you see a lot. You've seen a lot of great NFL flops, but there's been some stuff where, you know, like, uh, like since we're talking football, let's get into this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the 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 non roughing the passer call on Tua. Yep. That. 100% should have been roughing the passer. Yep. And 100% the in the quote-unquote independent neurologist who who checked on him should have been fired. Yes. And thankfully he was. Mm. Um but you know, now <laughs> it, it it happened to Brady. Yep. You know, and Brady Brady's head never hit the fucking dirt like nope. Tua's did. Nope, it was it was the kind of it was almost the same kind of sack. It was that rollover one. Right. Know, it was just, you know, he rolled him over. But it wasn't as fast or as hard as the one that was on Tua. No. And they, but they called it. Yes, they did. And I'm like, what the fuck? But now here, here's the other, here's the other side of that coin. On Monday night, mm-hmm. the hit on car mm-hmm. that they called passing or they call roughing the passer on. Mm-hmm. First off. Arm was down. He's bracing. Should not have been called roughing the passer. And I'm a fucking Raiders guy. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem I have. Even as a Raiders guy, I'm more of a consistency. Yes. And let's not let the referees take the game away from the players yep. guy. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking strip sack. Yes, it was. That should have been Kansas City's ball. Mm. I got another one better for you that happened during that game. What? A penalty... That is rarely, rarely called. Oh, the fucking off the defensive, defensive holding, holding on, on a, a kick on a kick. Raiders got called for defensive holding on a field goal try, and that extended the drive. Correct? 
Gave him an automatic first down. Do you want to hear? And led to a touchdown. Do you want to hear an interesting stat? The last time that penalty was called was in 2015 against the Raiders by the same ref that was refing the Monday night game and against the Raiders. Hmm. Can you fucking believe that? Yep. I can 100% believe it because call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. And Jim, after watching Al Davis versus the NFL, oh yes, you know yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to this. It's fucking real. Yeah. It's fucking real what the NFL has against the law, the, the Raiders, the Raiders. Organiza- organization because Al Davis had the balls to stand up to Paul Tagliabue and the NFL. Yep. And Pete Rozelle. Yep. And the NFL. Now him and Rozelle, they they respected each other. And I, I didn't I didn't realize that at the time they came through together. Yeah. And that Davis was the uh, commissioner of the AFL. Yes. And then when they joined, he kind of was pissed off that he just got kind of kicked to the curb. Yeah, he got relegated to yeah. to, to nothingness essentially. Yeah. And uh if anybody is concerned, though, I am still here. I just have I can't speak a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I haven't been able to watch a lot of football on uh, Sundays. Yeah, I get it because you're you're watching, I'm watching Ryan. I'm watching my kid play football. Yeah, which I you know it, <laughs> hey, that's better I, than watching the NFL. Oh, some in some cases, yeah. No, no, I mean just for the fact that you're getting to I'll watch tell, Ryan. I'll tell some fun stories when you're done with all this. But anyway, um, we'll finish this up. The the. The bias against the Raiders organization is 100% real. Mm-hmm. It's 100% real. And it's gone now through three commissioners. Mm. It's gone through Roselle. It's gone through Tagliabue. And now it's being carried on with Goodell. Mm. And you can't fucking tell me otherwise. I just, even when I, even when I mentioned that to my dad, I think it was... Tuesday night when I was talking to him, I, I said about that penalty and when the last time it was called, it was the same ref. He goes, you can't tell me this shit ain't fixed. The WWNFL. Mm. I mean, the players still have to make plays, but, but calls. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, this is why we have the technology. They should be like robotic refs and done with it. You may not be wrong because I mean, even in baseball, when you see shit that's obviously outside the box and they call it a strike, you know, and I'm not even a baseball fan, but when the, when the dumb shit happens and all the cam- all the camera angles yes. show exactly what happens. Yes. Well, guess what? Fuck it. Cars can drive themselves. We don't need they, fucking refs. Right. They were testing out uh, uh, robotic umps. Yeah, in AI, AI umpire, home plate umps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I honestly should just because... Some of the, I mean, I know speaking as a Dallas fan, how much it seems like everyone's against America's team all the, all the time. You know, I understand. I understand your pain. Where's get the fiddle? It. Somebody get me the fiddle. No, I, I got a banjo. He knows. No he knows what I'm talking about. It's like, no, no, when you no, see, no, what? No, it, no, bad. No, if it calls. no, if anybody would know anything about how a team feels. It should be you guys sympathizing with how a Raiders fan feels. Yeah. We are the we are on the shit end of more bad calls than any team in the NFL. And bad drafts. Well, we're trying to fix that. Well, the refs that. can't do anything about that. It's the, not like the refs can come in and no, say, I, that was, no, no, you're going to draft 
I don't even know. Mongo well, McMichaels. And, you know. Hey, hey, say say, say a oh. kind word for Mongo. He's battling Lou Gehrig's disease. I've, I've never, ever said a bad word. No, I, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm telling our audience. My, my favorite, my favorite Mongo thing was when WCW started and the first show, you know, this place is apropos and that don't mean you're playing with farm implements, baby. <laughs> I love Mongo. Mongo was great. He was, he was great. great on he commentary. Was, he was, and he was great as part of the NWO. And he was terrible in the ring. I love I love watching Mongo and I never would say a bad word about him. And he's one him, he was one of the shining stars of WCW as far as I'm concerned. Yes. I don't disagree. Because just for for not so much his in ring quality, but the comedic value. No. Not everybody needs to be a hundred percent in the ring. I'll I'll give you that. You know, not yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you don't need that part. You got if you the, he just would run his mouth. I mean, and he was like the unappreciated member of the Horsemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only Mongo I know is from Blazing Saddles. Mongo bad. Dif- <laughs> di- different football player. Different football player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was who Alex. Alex Karras. The, yeah, the guy from uh, Webster. Yeah, that yes. was Alex, the father from Webster. Yeah, yes. that was Alex Karras. <laughs> oh, all right. That's enough football. That's enough football. That's enough football. I got an idea. I got uh, an idea. Popped up something that popped up on my Facebook message today, so we're going to use it. Oh, oh, fa- not message. Facebook memories. Something that popped up on my memories today, and I I purposely did not text you guys. To prep you for this because oh. I want gut visceral reactions. Oh boy, I gotta think on my feet. Yes, and I know thinking is not your strong suit, Jim. I'm very tired tonight. I have. Oh man, that's when the best thoughts come in. Yeah. Right. Okay. What are your five deserted island CDs? Oh. Wait. Do you mean an island like made out of ice cream? No. Or. You're trapped on an island by yourself, you fuckwit. And you that know, happens to have electricity and a CD player. Yes. Okay. Yes. I like your premise. <laughs> oh, mine's probably easy. I know I'm just gonna go off the obviously typo negative bloody kisses. Okay. The Digipack version. Um Aerosmith. But which one? You know what? I'm doing greatest hits. Okay. Because that has all the good stuff on it. The 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 um I think the big ones collection. Okay. Yeah, the big ones collection cuz that has Blind Man on it. Yeah. And I don't think Blind Man was on any any other regular CDs. Okay. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This is a weird one, but I love it. Um um Les Claypool and Holy Mackerel. Okay. High Ball with the Devil. Oh, there you go. I ab- that is such a fun CD. It's not a Primus CD, right? And it, and it was done in like the I think early '90s, I think. But it was one of his solo projects with Holy Mackerel, the band Holy Mackerel. I love that one. Um, that's on one of your top five albums. Yes, I love the album. I absolutely love it. It's his bass work on that is just phenomenal. Um, hmm. Try to think. Try to think. What I what I've really been en- enjoying a lot lately. Uh, so that's what I say. When it comes to top five, this is stuff that I just want to hear over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It gets it gets now it gets tough because I gotta kind of pick and choose. Pick you and got choose. two more. I know, I know, I know. Um, Ozzy, the ultimate sin. Okay. <laughs> I I I should have had that one right right in my brain because <laughs> it's like that's another one that I absolutely love and I'm gonna do. Hmm. Hmm. This is this is what Aerosmith album am I gonna pick? You already, oh, picked, already one. picked one. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. Asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Pay attention, dummy. I was thinking in my own head about what the hell I'm gonna say. Oh man, I'm trying to think of a. Just I'm trying to think of something that's like my holy grails and things that I love listening to. I love to drop the needle on. Um. I'm gonna say. You know what? It's cliche, but why not? I like it. I love it. Metallica. Master of Puppets. There, not a bad five. I love, I love those, those albums. I all love. I can listen to them front to back. Yeah, not you know? a, not a bad five. Yeah, I just got the Les Claypool one. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't find it like anywhere. And I found somebody selling it on like eBay, and I bought it, ripped it. Oh God, I mean, his the base work on that is just he he's a genius. Oh, of course, he's he's always been a genius. And I and I love that. Yeah, that is that is one of my favorite albums, you know. Now, you see, got, you not, got not that hard. You got your ideas, Jim. Yes. Let's okay. See, see I pick Jock Jams and <laughs> Jesus Christ, where'd that come from? <laughs> the first three are easy because I remember when I first got when I first got uh, an LP player. What three years ago? Three four years ago? I remember the first three albums I bought. Okay. Uh and Justice for All. All right. Foo Fighters Wasting Light. Okay. Uh, Led Zeppelin Physical Graffiti. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Stone Temple Pilots Purple. Okay. And what the hell do I want for number four? That is number five, four. Five. I told you I was fucking tired. One, three, five. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'm about the counting shall be three. Oh God. A band I've been getting into lately is Avatar. Um the hell is it? Avatar Country? I have no idea. I know. The hell is that? A fucking cricket. No, he's it's he's making the wicky wicky noises. It's, <laughs> it's the remix. It's the dun, Avatar dun, remix. Dun, dun, dun. Getting there, thinking, 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 thinking. You're thinking. not thinking. You're on your telephone. Looking, 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 looking. Just say the word Avatar. Yeah, Don't he's trying to figure out. He's trying to figure out which fucking record. What? Well, I mean... He should have had this prepared when he got here. If it's your favorite, you don't have to prepare. Exactly. Avatar Country. Okay. Now, is that a country album, or is it like, you know, like... It's a concept album. It's like like songs on, like... uh, It's like their own country, and there's a king, and blah, blah, blah. Like songs like Hail to the King and stuff like that. That's five five terrible albums. I don't know. I can't say... I mean, not all of it was terrible. I mean, I kind of zoned out, because I was thinking he was going to pick Pearl Jam. And it then, was between Avatar and Pearl Jam 10. Yeah. You 
You just did that to be. I did. You did that to be different. <laughs> <laughs> what side was that private pile? <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my five now. First one, I'm going with a collection. Uh, you know, with a uh, with the best of. I'm going to go with the Misfits Yellow Skull Collection. Okay. Got to have some Misfits with me. Okay. Next one, I'm going with Motorhead 1916. Oh, yes. Got to have some Motorhead representing. I'm going to go with another greatest hits for my number three. Uh, We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll by Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Next, I'm going to go with one that you guys probably, you you may know the band, but you probably wouldn't pick it. Uh, You definitely wouldn't because you didn't. I'm going to go with 13 by Mushroom Head. All right. Okay. Great album. Um, now is when it starts to get more difficult for me. Um, I think number four, I'm going to go with something by Rush. Yeah. I'm probably going to go, if I had to choose, I'm going to go with Moving Pictures. I get that. Great, fucking mm. great record. And my last one, this is the tough one. Uh, because there's so many to choose from. Do I go with a Metallica classic? Do I go with a Judas Priest classic? Do I go with... Um, Fucking Slayer? Do I go with Slayer? You know, do, do, do I go with Anthrax? You know, it's this is like... Now we're we, when it gets to nut-cutting time, this one's difficult. But I think I'm going to have to pull the trigger on Anthrax. Oh, Okay. And I'm not going to go with Among the Living. No. I'm going with Sound of White Noise. I, that's a good one. I was that's gonna... a good one. Wow, that was a... You know, if we if we had a different co-host, we could have like 15 really good albums on our deserted island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill. What do you mean? I'm talking about you, oh, Miller. No. We have everything kind of represented. I mean, we got you got metal, you got funk, you got grunge. Punk, you got punk. punk I mean... There's a little bit of everything in on that yeah. island. Yes. You know? That's why. For Halloween, uh-huh. uh, you're gonna be Eric Trunk. Okay. You're you're Don Jimison. And I'm Bill Florentine. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how we're gonna- <laughs> so so Grunge Boy here, Jim posts the video for My Own Prison by Creed. Yeah. And tags me. <laughs> Tags me in it. No, and don't get me wrong. I I do dig the song. It is a good song. It's a very good song. Fun to play on guitar too. Um, but I wasn't the one who said it. <laughs> I was. I didn't. I wasn't the one who said it. Our boy Tyler Stevenson. Yeah. Tyler chimes in post grunge. <laughs> And so Jim has to chime in. He's right, you know. So I ha- I have to clap back. Yes, anything after Cobain's death is post-grunge. It's the genre. No, anything after Cobain's death is post-grunge. <laughs> okay. It's weird. You're you're like you're we're the same age. How is your musical taste so different? He let even he let happen. He led an even more sheltered life than you somehow. Not, not really. No, because he had, I mean, I listen, I know Bloodhound Gang was one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, one fierce beer coaster. Yeah, I mean, he loved. I mean, but it was like we we all took these weird twists and turns. I mean, I'm not sure how close we are sometimes because I know I love the hair metal and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think you're really more you some extreme metal. Some of those, you know, those ones that have scribbles for logos. Some of it. I, <laughs> Some of it. You know, yeah, I, you I need, know you love that. You that need was, somebody to decipher it for you. What the fuck yeah. is this name? I, I, I need some of it. I, I, I dig some of it. But some of it, like the newer shit that's coming out. Like, uh, oh, what the fuck is the name of that band? Uh, the lead singer is Alex Terrible. His name is Alex Terrible. They're a Ukrainian, like, extreme metal band. They're yeah, pretty popular. Um, Magnolia, the girl that works at the gas mm-hmm. station, she's a big fan. Hmm. Um, they're fucking, it's like, come on, dude. Even for me, that's a little much. Oh, really? For me, that's a little much. There is some. I mean, but you know, I, Bill came up listening to like Aerosmith and stuff like that was about as heavy as he got mm-hmm. by the time. <laughs> Bill and I met, and I introduced him to Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. I was already listening to bands like Slayer and like early Sepultura. Yeah, you know, like the like the the the, the Beneath the Remains record yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And early Death. You know, I I would I was already listening to ba- like like Leprosy and Scream Bloody Gore, mm-hmm. and I was already listening to Slayer. And, you know, the more it, what at the time was extreme metal, obituary, deicide. Yeah. You know, my, my CD, ca- my, well, my tape case that I brought to work every day, uh-huh. it was like full of just 80s pop because that's just what I could li- what I could listen to, you know, because I was listening to stuff like, you know, the Pet Shop Boys, Debbie Gibson, Debbie Gibson, Samantha Fox. Yeah, uh, legit. I, yeah. I I can verify this because yeah, this is it's. We would be sitting next to each other on the Dorney bus, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Wow. <laughs> See, I no, I didn't even. know. You didn't know me at the time. It's like by the time you met me, he had his influence. His <laughs> tendrils had already burrowed into my brain. He turned you. See, oh no, shit worth a lie to trade. Jesus H Christ, did he turn me? But you see, it, but it it wasn't that I was just. I was just pumping him uh, full yeah. of... I don't even think Termy because I still like 80s pop. Oh, yeah. I still love that stuff. It's like, I, I just listened, was listening to Peter Cetera last night. Oh, God. Yeah. Hard habit to break. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, <laughs> yeah, I, and, but, I mean, Eric is like, you know, hey, giving me this Metallica. Then, oh, here's Dio. Oh, here's here's this. And it's like, I'm getting all these tapes and putting them in it. Jesus Christ, you know, it's like... Yeah, and then it, like I tr- and then I tried to turn him on to like more some more progressive stuff. Yeah, like I remember giving you Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and How. I don't remember that because I don't. I yeah, you listen to that. it's it's four guys that were at at different points members of Yes. Ah, okay. Uh, Bill Bruford, Rick Wakeman, John Anderson, and uh, Steve Howe. Okay. And they put out a record. They were going to call it "No, This Is Not Yes." <laughs> but that got shot down. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Squire said, no fucking way. Um, but so they called it Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, How- Wakeman and Howe. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, progressive rock goodness. Right. And I tried, here, try this. I think he got through Long Distance Runaround and that was it. Yeah, I'm not. That's not a yes song? 
Or no, you, I'm thinking long distance run around is a yes song. Okay. I, uh, the first song, I think he got, I don't think he got through the first song on yeah, Anderson. I just can never get into progressive at all. I mean, like Voivod. I, oh, God. I could not get into Voivod. I could, I, I just couldn't do a rush. It's like, I think the only progressive band, I, you know, I think that was like Queensryche. Yeah. Might be the only one, but that's only because of mind crime. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like the rush thing. Even as a fucking huge lifelong Rush fan, I get the Rush thing. I get that they're not everybody's cup mm-hmm. of tea. And a lot of it boils, or all of it, essentially, boils down to Getty Lee's voice. I was just going to say that. You either love Getty's voice yeah. or you despise Getty's yeah. voice. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed out because this past weekend, there was a really good Rush tribute at Penn's Peak. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't go. They're called Why, Why Not? Yes, I did see that. They're fantastic. I follow them on I follow them on social media, mm-hmm. and I follow their bass player. Their bass player's fucking well. I mean, he's playing Getty stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they're all really good musicians, and they have a female singing. Okay, and she does a an outstanding job of of mimicking what Getty does. But yeah, it was. Uh, I I would have liked to have gone and see them, but unfortunately, I had prior engagements. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there wasn't Lita Ford up there or something. Uh, Lita's going to be there. Saturday. She was there Saturday. Yeah. So, with, okay. Uh, I just, with uh, great weight. I just Jack, saw, I, it's Jack not, yeah, yeah. Jack Russell. I just great heard weight. about it at the football game that that some people from the football game were going, and I'm like, ah, dude, I just don't pay attention to Penn's Peak. Yeah. Except is playing up there too. Except who? Exactly. <sighs> you got your balls to the wall, man. <laughs> I just found that album in a consignment shop. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I couldn't believe it. Through all like, and that's the place I was going to buy you the um, the Cliff Richard album for your birthday. Nice. (laughs) Freaking, uh, yeah, Except is going to be up there. Wasp is coming. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one show that I saw that I I tagged you guys in it, and I think that it it would be a lot of fun to do. Yeah. And I, I think the tickets are going to be fairly inexpensive. They go on sale tomorrow. Yep. Okay. Um, Ricky Rackman. Yes, do it. The one foot in the gutter tour. Let's yeah. do it, man. Down in Sellersville. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yep. We could, I mean, we're not going to heckle him, are we? No. I'm there. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I'm there. I'm there to give nothing but fucking love to Ricky Rackman. Yes. You know, I, I got. Honestly, I, honestly, Ricky was, I mean. He was an imba- He still is an ambassador. He was like, our, he was like our big brother on TV. Yeah, and you could see what he was really irritated by playing certain <laughs> bands. Yeah, yeah. Ricky didn't. Ricky didn't hide his disdain for certain bands very well. Yeah. And then again, certain bands didn't hide their disdain for Ricky very well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a lot of even took him seriously, mainly because he was in the in the in the hair scene. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, he he, owned, he made it famous most of it. I he mean, owned the Cat House for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, but oh, just imagine! I just, I just imagine all the bands that he got to just see come through before. Yeah. Oh, you know, Guns and Roses. Uh, you know, pre Duff McKagan and yeah. pre Slash when Tracy Guns was still in the band. Yep. You know, uh, London. I would have loved to have seen London. You know, London, who was the you know the L.A. training ground for rock stars. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you were somebody in L.A., at one point or another, you went through London. Yeah, you know? Oh, God. It just that whole scene and then 
when they showed the cat house on the movie, it's like I want I want to be there. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I I was we were born a little bit too late. Yeah. To be able to, you know, I I want to go out to LA just for a weekend and just, you know, let's do this. I got a contact. No, I mean for that back then. Oh, yeah, back then. Yeah, we 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 can't go back in time, man. I know, fuck. I w- I wish. But if we ever do want to make a trip to LA, I got a contact. I always want to make a trip to LA. I got a contact. A uh, dude that I've known since high school. Wow. Um he lives out on he lives out in downtown LA. You remember that the the hotel where they found the girl in the water tower? Yes. If you stand on Jeremy's balcony, you can see the water tower? Yeah, he lives right across the street from oh the hotel. Oh, my God. So he's right on the edge of Skid Row. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy's right on the edge of Skid Row. In fact, he's coming east. Uh, he's coming east sometime in, like, the next month or so. He used to do podcasts. He had a pod, whole podcast empire out there. Oh, really? Yes. It was called... Uh, you can look it up. Um, you can look up, like, his archives. Uh, it was called Skid Row Studios. Nice. He did like he had porn stars hosting shows and whatnot. Oh, but, so he he had a whole bunch of different podcasts set up. Yeah, and he was like he had a, a like a studio that people came. Uh, who's the one that Charlie Sheen was banging? Ginger Lynn, I think. I. But G- she did a podcast under Jeremy's umbrella. Hmm. Huh. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. Um. You got uh, his base rig makes me jealous. <laughs> his base rig makes me jealous. Honestly, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against like just once a year just just picking somewhere and going. I, I'd be down. You know. Yeah. Well, the well, three of us just have an experience. Well, he we, needs to see Art Mooney's star. I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you've if you've ever seen the Adventures of Ford Fairlane, you'll understand. Okay. When Bill went out the, the first time, Bill went to L.A. Okay. Yeah. The first time Bill went to L.A., I, and this is one of the many reasons I love this man. <laughs> he goes to the Raider Image and gets me a, an Oakland Raiders mouse pad. Okay. And then he's walking the Hollywood Walk of Fame and finds Art Mooney's star, <laughs> takes a picture of it, and sends it to me. <laughs> Oh God! You you need to see the Adventures yeah. of Ford Fairlane. There to was no it. CD in it. I tried. I pressed on it. There was no CD. No CD. Yeah. Oh, Mooney. Yes, and nowhere near the Capitol building, which which kind of bothered me. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a story why they picked Art Mooney. Yeah. But I, I mean, it was like, wow, this is like so far away. It's just next to a gas station. Yeah. It's no nowhere near the Capitol Records building. I wonder if that gas station's still there. I don't know. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's like, um, well, I mean, the uh, the exorcist steps mm-hmm. in Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, in Georgetown outside, outside of, DC. of D.C. You know what's at the bottom of those? An Exxon gas station. Really? Yeah. And you know what's funny? Years ago when I took my my kids to D.C., I didn't even I didn't even realize those steps were in Georgetown. It would have been nice to just take a. Well, you got it to get to them. It's even if you take the metro. Yeah. Even if you take the metro to the last stop, it's still it's still probably close to a um you know probably half a mile or better walk because you have to cross the Ford Bridge. Oh. Which is another story entirely. My mother in law hates bridges, <laughs> and hates heights. Yeah. And hates tunnels. Mm-hmm. 
So we're walking across the Ford Bridge, which goes over to Potomac <laughs> River at about 300 feet. Oh, I'd be on my fucking hands and knees. Yeah, she walked. Eileen was ready to walk in the goddamn traffic lanes instead of on the sidewalks. <laughs> I think that's the same trip that uh, we... She wanted to go to Philadelphia for an authentic Philadelphia cheesesteak. Uh-huh. Now, normally when I would go to D.C., because I had made this trip many times when I was living in Maryland. Right. I would go out 895, then make the left on 61, get on to 78, and follow 78 to 81 down to 15 and through. Okay? Down to down Route 15 into Maryland to where I needed to go. Okay. I When I go, when I go down to... Baltimore, I got on 83 Okay. Harrisburg. Yep, you could do that and too. And hop on a beltway there. Yep, you jump on the beltway. But yeah. I always went down 81 to 15 mm-hmm. through Camp Hill and mm-hmm. all that shit. Yep. Because uh, I was going to Frederick, which is right off of 15. Right. But if you keep going on 15, I'll take you right to the beltway. Well, Eileen wanted to go to Philadelphia for authentic Philly cheesesteaks. So now we're going to go down 95. Yeah. You know what's on 95, right? Isn't that that big fucking bridge? The tunnel. Oh. Underwater tunnel. The tunnel. Yes. <laughs> what is... I remember... Isn't there a, a, a bridge that goes over the bay too? It's really fucking high. Yeah. I remember... I, I remember when we were coming home from Florida. This is when me and Carmen went to Florida. Crazy, we didn't even have the kids. There was an accident or something, and we got we got detoured, and yeah. I ended up having to go over that fucking bridge. That was a fucking experience, let me tell you. Dude, well, freaking, so... You're going through the tunnel. Go, my mother-in-law can't ride in the back of a car. She gets car sick really oh, bad. Oh, my God. So she's riding you know shotgun. What you gotta do? You, next time you just knock her out, put her in a trunk, and wake her up when you get there. No, 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 no. Uh, this this <laughs> might have been, been a dick. Horse tranquilizers. There you go. This might have been a dick move on my part, but I never told her we were going through this tunnel, oh. even though I knew. Oh. So I'm driving, right? And the next thing I feel is a death grip. On my arm. <laughs> we're in a tunnel. We're in a tunnel. We're in a tunnel. Eileen, we're under about 80 feet of water right now. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but is there any way to go around it? No. See, so hey, people got to calm that, down. Does that come out by 695? Yes. I was going to say, I think that my sister doesn't live that far away from the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, you wanted to go to Pat's and Geno's. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought there was probably better cheesesteaks. Oh, there is. Tony Luke. I mean, if you're going to go to the name places, Tony I mean, Luke's is better. But not, not only that. I mean, it's a bun, it's meat, it's cheese. I mean, Christ, that's not authentic to any place. You know? Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like they don't, you know, it's like, oh, is the bread local? No. Is the meat local? No. Is the cheese local? No. So you just put shit together. Do you put sauce on a cheesesteak? Yeah. Well, that's a Lehigh Valley cheesesteak. It's yeah. not a Philly cheesesteak. And peppers. Peppers, you can get away with it. And Philly. onions. Oh, good cheese. Well, yeah, you, whiz wit. Not with, with that cheese, with the good cheese. Provolone. Oh. Nah, I don't like provolone. Where did we go for, where do we usually go to, for pizza? Is that, is that Caddy Pizza? Or, no. No. Um, Pi- it, yeah, pies on. Pies, pies on. on. Pies on. Yeah. So, a couple of weeks ago, a guy had like, he didn't eat the whole cheesesteak. He asked if I wanted like the last quarter of it. 
What? Wait, wait. A stranger just asked no. you? No. Oh, sorry. Just co-worker. And it well, was... that's not the way he built that up, is it? Is it? No, it's yeah, not. I said, I just... said guy at work, didn't I? <laughs> no, you no, didn't say guy at work. You said a guy. Oh. You just said a guy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> a... I thought... It, I'm, I'm getting this... I'm getting misfired. It's like, I, th- I thought it was just some random schmo excuse, offering him cheesecake. Excuse me, young man. Would you like the rest of this cheesecake? I didn't bring my dentures. All right, even... done. Stop. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> There's only three roofies in it. <laughs> anyway. Well, why do they call them roofies? You end up on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> they should call them floories. Floories. Mm. Anyway. That's from Hangover. Yes, it is. Um, okay. Oh, I eat this fucking, the end of this cheesecake. I'm like, where the fuck is this from? He says, pies on. It, I went there, I think, two days later and got a cheesesteak from there. Mm. Holy shit. I mean, I was always going to Charlie's. Ten times better than Charlie's. Well, I'm going to have to try one now. Um, There's a place. I can't remember the name of it. Chuck and I stopped there quite a few times when I was working for him. Um, just a little hole in a wall uh, outside of Nazareth. The the cheesesteaks are fantastic. I was going to say, all these hole-in-the-wall places. No, no. I mean, that's that's just everything around Nazareth, really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, I, I've, I've noticed that, like, and I said this to the kids when we went to AEW. You got, one of two things is going to happen in these hole-in-the-wall shit-ass-looking restaurants. It's either going to be the best fucking food you ever had. Yeah. Or it's going to be complete shit. <laughs> There's no in-between. Yep. There's no middle ground here. Yep, yep. they're either fl- swatting flies with a spatula, or it's the most the most delicious food you've ever tasted. <laughs> moly, mo- moly! You know it. Let me get a bear claw. <laughs> Hold the flies. There are no flies in here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly donut shop. Yep. We should open the Holy Moly Donut Shop. Oh, of all the TV places, I just. How about Brothers Barbecue? No. No, I don't know anything about barbecue. Well, I do. The only thing I could make, I could probably, you know, well, I screwed up Big ZD. We can have my dad run the barbecue pit. You want him yelling at you all the time? <laughs> Pops don't yell at me. He will if he's running a business with you. Pops don't yell. Pops don't yell at me. Oh, yeah, get, they'll get the, the the restaurant guys in there. Like, my son's an idiot. Off <laughs> 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 camera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pops is Pops is recovering nicely right, though right now. He uh he had to have neck surgery. All right. Oh. Um. Yeah. He had a really bad case of spinal stenosis. Oh boy. So they had to go in and do some pretty major surgery on his neck. Oh. But uh, he he's he's healing up Did all he right. Get him in a halo or anything like that or. Uh, he was in a halo for a bit, and then he was in a horse collar when they when they sent him home. Oh damn. But uh. He's doing all right. He's all right. Doing better. Anyway. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we did the uh, we did the five deserted island CDs. Bill, what's your favorite movie? Yellowbeard. Ooh, that's not fair. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Do what? Recast it. No. God, no. Can't recast it. Ever. I, I'll agree. Okay, what's your favorite movie that could be remade and recast? Oh, boy. Ah, uh, favorite movie that could be remade Jesus and re- Christine. Christ. Christine. Christine. Yeah. Interesting fucking choice. Yeah, because I think Christine, I mean, I'd love to, it can be remade 
And I just I think they are doing a remake. I would like, but I, as yeah, long I as they so don't too. do CGI cars, because but I mean, because now with the way like production and three D printing are, you can just make the fucking cars. Yeah, you you know make a, a good facsimile. You don't have to like destroy actual cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see the to play Arnie. Um. Hmm. The um. I think uh, one of the guys from like um, the guy to play Harold Wallowitz in The Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. He he'd make an excellent nerd that we're gonna you know make into a, a punk. Yeah, I was thinking one of the kids from Stranger Things. See, I don't watch that show. You know, I see Buddy Repperton need a douchebag. Jim Miller. No, 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 no. He's. I'm not an actor. Neither, neither yeah, that's guy. obvious. Neither, that you're, neither, what are you doing? Neither is a guy that plays Buddy Rupert, and I met him at Carlisle. He's a real asshole. Oh yeah, for real. He he wasn't acting in that movie. He's an asshole. <laughs> and, and I approve this message. Yeah. So so there. <laughs> no, they, uh, someone. Let's see, someone that. Um, oh God, who could play Buddy? The whole the whole cast is kind of tough because it has to be kind of newer actors. Yeah. You know, I mean. I don't know. I mean, ah, Jesus Christ. I don't know any newer actors. I'm, I'm like casting like 30 and 40 year olds as high school students. Yeah. I don't think it works. Why not? Because it doesn't work. Look at freaking 90210. Yeah, but I don't know any young actors. I don't watch. I don't watch teen fucking movies. Like the only ones I know. And you think they're like, you know, oh, Tom Holland. They're at, so I was yeah, just going to He's imagine. like 50. No, Daniel, he's not. Daniel Radcliffe yeah. is like. He's in his mid Here you go. Here you go. Christine. But recast with the ones from Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Ma- Malfoy as as Malfoy and uh, and Goyle and them as Repertin's gang. See now you got you, you 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 have me behind the eight ball in this because I have never I have never and will never watch a Harry Potter movie. They're fun. They're fun. I'm not a Disney guy though. It's not a Disney thing though. It's too Disney for me. It's not too Disney. They're fun. Mm. Fuck you. They're fun. Whatever. I'm All just right. not going to watch Sorry. them. Okay. I oh, know. I know. I'm gonna. But I'm not a big Harry. I never read the books. I saw the movies. You know, played the board game. <laughs> of course, you played the board game. <laughs> the board game was fucking fun as hell. I'm not doubting that. You know, but it's like I, I'm not one of these people that you know. That's, I'm going to play Quidditch in the park. No. Let me get my broomstick. I know. And then let's throw these balls through hoops. Stop being weird. I don't want to piss on anybody's potato salad. But. That would make it quite salad. But. but, <laughs> no, you. I, I don't have anything against any of that. But my God, sometimes between the Star Wars and some of the Star Trek and. Fan bases suck, Some, don't they? No, it's not that they suck. It's not that they suck. But when when you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on outfits and shit. Yeah. And sometimes they look terrible. You know. What what are the what is that thing called? LARPing? Yeah, LARPing or cosplay. Well, yeah, Did, well cosplay is different. No, Cos- LARP LARPing is like fake fighting. LARPing yeah. is D and D and you're actually throwing shit at each yeah. other. Yeah, live Did, action role play. Did any of you guys see on Disney Network or the Disney the Disney app uh the Oh my god. Hawkeye miniseries. No, I didn't watch it. No. There's an episode in there where somebody stole his costume. Oh Jesus. And he has to get it back and they make him LARP. 
<laughs> Christ. I mean, honestly, honestly, I have nothing against any of that. It's like I, I poke fun, but I mean, if they want to, I, I will never, if you want to do that, do that. You know, I just, I'm always like, you know, when, when you see somebody spending like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. On a broomstick. Speaking of fucking role of cosplaying. Yes. Did you see the pictures that Andy posted from New York Comic Con? That Heater posted. Oh, yeah. I saw some of them. Andy, yeah. Andy Heater role-playing as Alexa Bliss. Yep. And Elvira. And Elvira. And with, He-Man. With Elvira. Yeah. He was with Cassandra Peterson. Yeah. Dressed as Elvira. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and they're doing a show November 12th. Yeah, I saw. And he's wrestling delirious. Yeah. Uh, the Hamburg. Ryan and I are going. You can, vets can get in free. Oh, shit. Well, November 10th is Veterans Day. Or November 11th. Yeah. yeah. So it's a Saturday... I'll go. Um, you know, you guys want to go? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I got to see. I got to, I got to see. Let me, let me know. Cause I can, um, I don't know. I guess tickets at the door. Yeah. But yeah, I want to, I want to see, I want to take Ryan to a really good wrestling place. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So you would, yeah, you I, would, you would redo Christine. Yeah. With the Harry Potter cast. With the Harry Potter cast. I think that'd be fun. Jim, what's your favorite movie? It's 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 hard to nail down. No, it isn't. I know um, what your favorite movie is. Just say it. Well, it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Is actually, you know, I, I geeked out. But but <clears throat> so you're saying you got to recast it? No, he, he's gonna. It's... No, nobody else can play Frodo. One of my <clears throat> one of my old school <laughs> movies that I I mean I I love and I, I I watch it more times than I should is uh, you guys remember the Wraith. Oh yeah. Oh, God. Yep. I love that movie. Charlie Sheen. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of Charlie Sheen's first that movies. Was, that yep. was the one. Stilettino was all happy that it, I knew it was a wraith. I knew it. Yep. Really? Stilettino didn't see the twist coming. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you got to love Chris. <laughs> he, was, he, would, he wouldn't practice until he finished watching the movie. <laughs> and when the twist came, he was so, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's a wraith. Jesus <laughs> and I'm like, can, can we play now? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I let, you know, the kids watch it too. I, Jimmy caught on at the swimming hole. That's when he was like, I think blah, blah, blah. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, okay. So who would you recast? Who would you put in the, in the new cast? You know what? This would work for stranger things. The uh, who the hell was the guy that worked at the video store with the with the girl? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, I can't think of his name. Neither can I. <laughs> Bella would know, but I have him as cast as Charlie Sheen, and then have that that blonde be the love interest. Uh, who the hell can we have as bad guys? I don't know any new actors either. See, me neither. See, it's this like, was kind of a stupid, stupid idea. No, it wasn't stupid. It was just you know, it's like you can't. I mean, I don't watch any. I don't really watch a lot. I don't know a lot of the modern stuff anymore. Yeah. And when I watch the SNL, I don't understand the musical guests either. Holy shit! Me neither. <laughs> oh, did you watch Hellraiser? Yes, I did. Oh, that was pretty good. It was. I. I it was. 
being a huge fan of the original, I had to disconnect that part of me. Yeah. And yes. and watch it with fresh eyes. Yes. It is a very different story. Yep. A very different arc. However, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. It was thoroughly enjoyable. The new Cenobites are great. Yes. And now you get a little more... Like, one thing I really liked about it is you get an explanation of the different box configurations. Yes. Hmm. The, The cube. Yeah. Which Riley chooses at the end. She chose... Like... She's given a choice. I, I don't want to ruin too much of the movie. Fuck it. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Riley is given the chance to to die and to uh, to go with the Cenobites, mm-hmm. essentially, and to explore their realm and pleasures and, you know. Whatnot. And whatnot. But she chooses to live and live with the regret of what she's done by leading others to the Cenobites. Okay. And she chooses the lament configuration, which is the box as the cube. You have the Leviathan configuration, which is it as the, as the, almost as the obelisk. Yes. Okay. Okay. That was floating in the second one, I think. Yep. The, that as that was is Leviathan yep. in Hellraiser two. Yeah, um, you know, there's that configuration. There's eight different or six or eight different configurations. Oh, all right, it's a very good movie, and you know, the, my one dig at it, my one dig I had on the movie, it's very cinematically, it's very darkly lit. Yes, yeah, like a lot of it is really fucking hard to see because mm-hmm. it's that darkly lit. And dark and that darkly shot, but the story is solid. Um, the 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 new Pinhead, uh, the girl that they have to, uh, playing the new Pinhead, is fucking fantastic. Mm. I was really impressed with her. Um, the new Cenobite costumes, like the like the new like, because you know what Pinhead like the classic yeah. Pinhead look. She doesn't look like that. No, it's very very. It's a it's an excellent movie. If you're a fan of the original, you probably will like this one. Yep. You'll probably like the reboot. But disconnect your disconnect that part of your brain. Watch it and judge it on its own merits. Yep. Yeah. Because it's a completely different movie, and em, em, embrace what uh, I think was a truer vision of Clive Barker's Hell Priest. Of of, of, mm-hmm. of Pinhead, yeah. Because in the Hellbound Heart, the way that Pinhead is described is more female than male, way more female than now, male. Did you read that story? Yes, I did. I've read I read the Hellbound Heart a few times. And what is that storyline? Uh, it's more of the Frank Cotton story. Okay, but um, for obvious reasons, if you've ever read the book. They can't go into a lot of the shit that Clive Barker put in the book, because if you read any, if you read any Clive Barker, um, his stuff is very, uh, uh, very heavy into the BDSM world. Oh, okay. And very sexual and very sensual. Now, was that a novella or a novel? It was a novella. Okay. 
The Hellbound Heart is uh, is a novella. He had written a few things before. He had written like the Books of Blood, mm-hmm. and which had raw head wrecks in it, which became a movie, and a few other things. But he specifically was asked to write something to base to base a movie on. Okay, and that's where he developed the Hellbound Heart. Yeah, and that's specifically mm-hmm. what the Hellbound Heart was written for was to be made into a movie. Yeah. And they didn't try to make the movie in America. They made it in England. Okay. They made it in England because it was a lot cheaper to do. Yeah. That the 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 original Hellraiser was made for just north of a million dollars. Now, granted we're talking what 86, 87. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and even but still, a million dollars back then was not a very big but was not a big budget yeah, for there a were film. A lot of special effects in that though, too. Yes, and you know, by today's standards, the effects are not well, the best, yeah. but it's great. It, it's it's such a fantastic, uh, fantastic movie, and it holds up incredibly well. But um, if you ever get the chance, read the Hellbound Heart. Um, and you'll understand immediately what I'm talking about, about Clive Barker writing a lot of sensual detail. Yeah. And like, and some of the things that he puts in the, uh, like when Frank, when the first chapter, when we're meeting Frank Cotton mm-hmm. and he's got the box and he's trying to call the Cenobites, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things, there's a, a process that you have to go through. A plate of dove's heads. Oh. Yes. And you have to have a week's worth of urine saved up in a jar in case the Cenobites require an immediate act of defilement. Oh. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, this is the stuff that's in the book, and for obvious reasons, they couldn't do that in a movie and get it made. Yeah. 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 But it's 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 actually really some really good stuff. Barker is absolutely brilliant, and I would love to have seen. Um, and I don't think it might have happened in a book that I don't know about. But I would have loved to have seen a movie where where Clive Barker's two most enduring characters could have crossed over: Pinhead mm-hmm. and Harry Damore. Who's Harry Damore? Harry Damore is a paranormal, um, a paranormal private investigator. Oh, you ever see the movie Lord of Illusions? Yes. Scott Bakula's character in Lord of Illusions is Harry Damore. Okay. Yes. Which right. is that's another Clive Barker joint. Huh. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a crossover between Pinhead and Harry Damore. I think that would have been great. <laughs> Well, I think mm. I know. I have. A, I think I had a comic where uh, Hellraiser and Army of Darkness is a crossover. Yes, <laughs> I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, Pinhead meets meets Ash. Yeah, Ash has. Okay. They've done crossovers with every horror thing you could think of. Oh I mean, yeah, oh yeah. I'm actually speaking. Of, I'm trying to get through all the Freddy movies. Before, oh okay. Before the end of the month. Okay. So far, I've gotten through one. <laughs> I just don't have time. It's like, and you know what? After watching the first one again, after so many years, one, it's not that scary. And two, Johnny Depp, boy, did he come a long way as an actor. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna, he really was bad in that movie. Well, he was in, he was in one, not two. 
No, he, yeah, was, he was. Yeah, he was in one. Was one. That's when I said. Oh, I thought you said. You said I haven't made it to two yet. Oh, okay. oh, I thought. I, oh, oh, end two as in point two. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. No, yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp is just he's, and it was his. I know it's his first movie, but my God, thank God he got better because he, his delivery is bad. Yeah. I mean, and the whole movie is just really. It's not as scary as I remember it. Well, I mean. We're also talking a forty-year-old movie. Yeah, forty. No, can't be forty. Close to it. Can't be forty. Close to it. Eighty-four, eighty-five. Eighty-four, eighty-five-ish. It's close to forty. Yeah. Damn. Um, you got to remember, dude. Wes Craven's been making movies since the seventies. Or well, he's not making movies anymore because sadly, Wes Craven passed away. I know. Just. Some of the some of the weird setups to it, it's like yeah. It's, but oh, and you know, another one, the horrible special effects when Freddy's arms get long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, and and also that when they had to have two Freddies in a scene because Tina's running from one and then runs right into Freddy. Yeah, the Freddy they got to run after her was considerably shorter than Robert England. Robert England. <laughs> yeah. And it looked like it was a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't yeah. do, go, go ahead. Yeah, there was I mean just things like that, but like the one scene where like when Johnny Depp just gets the blood everywhere, there's so much blood it's dripping through the floor. And the father's acting is just almost like it's like you you would have like if like a pipe burst and was dripping through the floor. He didn't really seem that upset. Yeah. That there's <laughs> that there's blood dripping through the fucking ceiling and, of his living room. Yeah. That was his son. Yeah. He like he's not that upset about it. <laughs> he's just like looking at it like, ah take the clean up. It's like hmm. we're gonna yeah. have we're gonna have to call a cleanup crew. So I said like one. some of the <laughs> acting is uh, is is like not the, the greatest in it and it's like and I'm glad by the time they got to the third one like the third and fourth are my favorites. Yeah. When he becomes that Joe, the first one, it's like he just holds up, you know, he's like, oh God, he holds up his hand. This, this is-, is God. And then cuts his fingers off. Yeah. And it reminded me of that young once. Let me show you a trick. Could, wrong, wrong finger. Wrong finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think about. Yeah. And and, and then you get a, you know, let, let's go down the nightmare on Elm Street path. Um, then part two, is Ugh. that is the most homoerotic horror is, movie ever? Not only that, it's just uh, the concept of it is even terrible. Yeah, the gay—I mean, the gay community—fucking absolutely embraced mm. Freddy's Revenge. The, and, and hey, what? It's—it's. Yeah. It's, I don't. I don't have a problem with the movie at all. I—I I think the premise is dumb, but it's a well. It's. The 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 acting isn't as wooden as part one. No, the acting is re- the acting is really good in two. My my problem that I have with two is that again, it's like they're still trying to figure out Freddy. Right. Yeah, he hasn't become Henny Youngman yet. Yeah, and and he he basically he becomes real at one point at the pool party. Yes. It's like, but still, no one can do a damn thing about it. Right. It's like mm-hmm. when they keep him in the dream world, that's where it's good. And the, because they, and the basic, first off, they move into a house where these horrific murders took place. Right. They move into Nancy's house. Yeah. yeah. That's the last fucking house. Did the realtor not disclose this? Yeah. I mean, you would think. And not only that, I mean, they never took the claws out of the basement or the bones. I think the bones were in the basement this time. Yeah. 
That or that might have been. The, in the might have been the third one. No, the claws were in the basement in the first. The, one. the glove was in the basement in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Nancy's now, mom. The second hit one, but then the second one, it's like the furnace kicks up in the middle of summer, and everything's hot as hell. And once again, no one believes the fucking kid. It's like, dude, do you know what happened in this house? Yeah. You know. It's like the whole poltergeist thing. How the fuck twice did you did this family get <laughs> fucking fucked over? I like, know, right? It's, although poltergeist two, in my opinion, is better than the first one. Yeah, one bad. I uh, yeah, but it's but yeah, but it's like that's why two has just never been. I didn't even care about the weird stuff with the gym coach. It's very minimal in there. Yeah, you know. But, but the kid that they got to play Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. He was openly gay. Yeah, but... And there's a lot of homoerotic elements in the movie. Yeah. You know, the the relationship between him and Freddie. Mm-hmm. The relationship between him and the coach. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking... A lot of that stuff going on in there. <laughs> yeah. And the gay community embraced it. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, there's a documentary about... Uh, you know, like the aftermath of Nightmare on Elm Street too. Huh. I say I don't. I didn't. I don't. Now, of course, my my Blu-ray player is an asshole because I have all the movies, but mm-hmm. they're on double-sided discs. Oh, my Blu-ray player won't fucking play one side. Why? I don't know. I can only play the even numbers. That's messed up. It is. But See, luckily, I, they're all on HBO. I don't have uh, I I don't even have a Blu-ray player anymore. I use uh, I use my PlayStation. I was gonna say I never got I, <laughs> one of the reasons I used to justify buying a PS3 was uh, was uh, well, hey, uh, Blu-ray players are this much. I can get a PS3 for only a hundred dollars more, and it's a Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah. The the PS3 is in Val's room now. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I have the Xbox One mm-hmm. out by my by my desk. I have you know, so I have my little gaming station up there. Jesse has his Xbox One X upstairs, mm-hmm. and then we have the PS4 in the living room, which Alistair plays more than yeah, anybody. I'm just else. glad yeah, everything streams now at this point because you can find shit. Yeah. So yeah, I watched I watched it at HBO, and it's like they're all on there. So I mean, I'll make my way through them, but it's like finding freaking time. Yeah. And then um, I've like I've been watching on uh, AMC Plus, which I you know I got through Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching, of course, the new season of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. the the final episodes of The Walking Dead. I'm gonna be so sad when that show is go- when that show is over. Mm-hmm. And there's I think four or five more episodes to go. And then they're done. Um, but I've also been watching. They started um, a series based on Interview with the Vampire. I did see that. Mm. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt mm-hmm. Interview with the Vampire movie. I loved it. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of the books. I read everything up to Memnock the Devil. Wow. Okay, I read everything, uh, like the whole Vampire Chronicles, mm-hmm. up to Memnock the Devil. Um, big fan of Anne Rice's books. And there's always been an undercurrent of, once again, homoerotic mm-hmm. stuff going on between Louis and Lestat. Mm-hmm. 
the it, I, I it's I don't have an issue with that with that section of it or with that aspect of the story mm-hmm. because I've read all the books and it's been in all the books. Right. The undertones have always been there. I have a bit of an issue with the fact that they changed the time frame on everything in the series. Okay. Instead of being um instead of being the late 17 early 1800s in New Orleans. Yeah. It's now 1910 the story of Lestat and Louis starts. Okay. 1910. Okay. And Louis, uh, Louis de Pointe du Lac, instead of being the master of a, of a large plantation as he was in the books, mm-hmm. now he's a Creole man who runs whorehouses. Oh, that's a twist. Yes. You know, I, I mean, so you have... a. So now Louis is essentially an Africa, African-American guy in 1910 in the Deep South <laughs> running whorehouses. Houses. Like M- a, multiple. Like a, like a franchise? Yeah. Yeah, he's running like he's running a bunch of like you got your high-end whorehouses in, you know, like in, on uh, in the French Quarter and whatnot. See, now I'm kicking in the head. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. No, no, no. You're, 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 you're kicking uh, Day-Day. I'm kicking into Harry the Bastard right now. Um, miss you, Bo. Uh, but anyway, um, but in this series, Louis runs whorehouses in the in the poorer neighborhoods. Got you in New Orleans, and you know Lestat shows up, and he's taken with him. Of course, he's taken with Louis. Okay, and you know now. In episode one, uh, he gives him the dark gift. He gives him the dark gift. Mm-hmm. He turns him. And now now we're going on. We're progressing. Yeah. I, I just watched episode two. Uh, episode three is getting ready to come out. But the other thing that they did was uh, Christian Slater's character in the movie. The the reporter? He, yes. Okay. The reporter that, that Louis tells his story to. Yeah. In the series... Uh, actually, in the series, um, Eric Bogosian plays the reporter. All right, but now it's 2022. Okay, yeah. it's modern. Yeah, Eric Bogosian is this reporter who's uh had drug issues and other issues and mm-hmm. you know all kinds of shit, and he's got cancer, by the way. Um, cherry on top. Yeah, cherry on top, but. He, him and Louis sat down and did this interview in 1973. Okay. The way it starts is like the way the series starts is you see Eric Bogosian sitting there and he's watching one of his commercials for his like correspondence course, essentially his online course. Yeah. Right. And he gets a package in the mail and it's a bunch of audio cassettes. And it's the interview he did in 1973 with Louis. Okay. And you see the bite marks on his neck from when Louis bit him in 1973. Okay. And there's a letter from Louis saying he wants to continue their conversation. And this time, let's do it right. Wow. But Louis is living in, like, Dubai in this fucking fancy-ass 
apartment where there's she there's like shades on the windows so he could see out and it's like like during the day right but the sun will not burn him because of these shades yeah it, it's it's really interesting the premise of it and he has louis has a bunch of servants on staff to take care of his every whim including his feeding needs <laughs> like they will bring him a bag of of ab negative blood and they'll warm it while he's, you know, getting ready for dinner while Eric Bogosian is having this fucking fancy seven-course meal. Oh, my God. And then one of his manservants will sit on his lap, will sit on Louis's lap. Louis bites him, has a little drink, sends him on his way, and another one comes up. <laughs> he doesn't kill anymore. He's learned self-control. It's it's a really interesting story. So evidently, they're going to circle back as to how they got from Louisiana to Dubai. Yes, eventually, I'm thinking so. But it's really good. Wow. Uh, I, I mean, it, once again, I have to disconnect myself from, from the Louis. books and from the movie. Hmm. But it's it's pretty good. One thing you said, <clears throat> you pay for AMC Plus, correct? Yeah, I have that. Uh, I pay for it as an add-on to my Amazon Prime. You have Hulu. Yes. That's on AMC's on Hulu. AMC is, but not AMC Plus. And Interview with the Vampires, AMC Plus. Only? Only. Why the fuck is it advertised on my Hulu? Now I, I got to fucking check that now. See? See, now you got me thinking. Maybe I. Well, no, it's an add on with Hulu as well. Because I have Hulu. I, got, yeah. I have Hulu Plus, Hulu Plus yep. for my live TV. And one of the channels I don't get. Is AMC Plus or AMC rather? Never thought about that. Have you watched any Picard? Not yet. They are for season three, and it's the final season. Are they on season three already? Yeah, but it's the final season they're doing. They're reuniting the cast. Really? Yep. They're pretty much all back. Nice. Yep, in one final mission. And none of this is spoilers because it's all within the trailer. And they're on the Enterprise F. The F? Yep. Well, the D got destroyed. The D got destroyed in Generations. The E, you never... I mean, this takes place many, many years after. Yeah. We never know the, what happens to the E. They might even bring it up, but, I mean, the F now is is, is going to be the ship. And I got Riker, Worf, uh, Crusher, um, the Forge, who's wearing red now. Ooh, he's command. Yep. And, oh... At one of the great lines is that, you know, is Worf's a pacifist now. And, and wait, and, wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. And when he says this line, Riker's behind him. Well, we're all going to die. <laughs> wait a minute. How the <laughs> fuck do you get a Klingon pacifist? Yeah. Don't tell him you're a pacifist. <laughs> the most warlike species in the galaxy. Yep. And he's a pacifist. Yeah, so I can't wait to see. And and they and uh, Brent Spiner's back as Lore. Oh, he's back as Lore, but not Data. Yeah, not Data. So it's yeah, you know, and they, uh, Maria Sturtis. Yeah, the whole cast, everyone's on board. Um, Colmini. I didn't see him. You gotta, I, you gotta have O'Brien. But it wouldn't, but it wouldn't surprise me. Well, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, O'Brien. Not O'Brien. Colmini, isn't he? I don't know. 
I hope not. I thought he passed away. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Now that's on Paramount, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I be yeah, Lower Decks is awesome. Discovery is great after you get past the first season. That is one of those. Yeah. You have got to get past the first season. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can skip the first season. You won't miss a damn thing. <laughs> Honest to God, you will not miss a damn thing if you skip the first season. Yeah. Second season is great. Um, Strange New Worlds with Christopher Pike. Yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. And Picard loved it. They're, they are knocking it out of the park with all these series now. Nice. And the crossovers they're doing. The, they're doing crossovers with some of these series as well, which is awesome. Oh. So why do you think, hang on, why do you think that Data, or not Data, but Brent Spiner is back only as lore? Honestly, Brent Spiner was in all three Picards so far as different Soongs. Really? Yes. Different what? Soongs. Brent Spiner has played every member of the Soong family. He's, I mean, he's, okay. Um, Dr. Noonie and Soong. Okay. Dr. Noonie and okay. Soong okay. created okay. Data in his image. Okay. So Noonie and Soong is what Data looks like. Got you. He also created Lore. And, and another one called B4, all played by Brett Spiner. Okay. Now, in Enterprise, um, he played another one of the Soongs. Um, he played, I think, in Strange in the Worlds, he's another Soong. Brent Spiner has been in fucking almost, <laughs> and he always plays a relative of the Soongs at some point. Yeah. And they keep hinting at the eugenics. And mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And each one of them, you can see where he, you know, and some it's later on and earlier. Yeah. And he, they're always hinting around the eugenics. So it's like you constantly see his backstory. Yeah. And in Picard, he plays one of the last relatives of the Soongs who, you know, where they fig- they figured everything out. Yeah. And it's like, and Data comes back one more time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now, so now that, now, now Brent's on board for lore. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Well, you know, it's I awesome. Mean, to be to be completely honest, I think Lore would be more fun to play than than Data. I'll tell you though, Picard, the, the, they do their homework in this. Yeah. Because all the shit they talk about in the series, they don't forget it. About the family, about what's going on, where they come from. They even explain how Picard sounds English. But yeah. he's French. They actually explain that shit. Yeah. And no one was ever really asking about it. <laughs> but it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Well, uh, he went to Cambridge. No. No. No, his family was, they moved out during the one war. Ah, gotcha. And when the war, and the Nazis took over the plantation. Ah. And when the war ended, the, 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 genera- uh, the Picards came back. Ah, gotcha. So the French Picards are gone, and now the English Picards came in. Got you. But they're all Picards. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. His lineage is French, but he sounds know, British. Yeah. Then that's and that's and but they didn't have to explain it. Nobody ever really cared anymore. But I mean, oh, just brilliant. And even Wesley Crusher's in it. Oh dear God. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's. But he's a traveler. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. Everything the this whole all three well two or I can't imagine the third one being shit. Yeah, when they did such a great job on the first two. Yeah, I mean they're bringing I mean all the old company Borger in it. Really? Uh, they they had to recast. Well, 
They had old Guinan, Whoopi Goldberg as old Guinan. Yeah. And then as young Guinan. I mean, it's like they're going all over the place. It's beautiful. And the best part is, it's one of those wonderful things where after the last show, all the clues were there about how everything is going to work out, but you don't notice them until the last shot. And they actually point things out that were in the first shot. That if you would have been looking in the background, you would have known how everything was going to turn out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but no one's looking in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just bro- awesome series. Lower Decks is just all. Oh. Lower Decks is fun. Oh, God, I love that show. I watch too much shit already. Yeah, I don't, I don't that's sample the thing. I watch If it's Star Trek, I'm on board. Yeah. That's just that's just like I love. And I, I wasn't a big fan of the... Um, and that next gen movie that they were gonna do, yeah, got canceled. Yeah, I it's it's like on an it, indefinite it, hold. Yeah, it died on the vine. That sucks. No, I think it's good because those those movies have to go away. And I think if they're gonna do any future movies, it should take place after the Picardiverse. Okay, <laughs> I I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, well, you, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you you're gonna have a new mythology after Picard. You have the Enterprise F. Hell, make it a G. I don't give a shit. Throw it out there. More future. Yeah, more future. And you, if you want to, you can actually even tie the Picard universe into it. Yeah. Because you make Riker an admiral. They could, yeah. And I love what the and Lower Decks is fun for another great reason. Is they do callbacks. Oh, yes. Because and, all these planets they've ever been to. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, they've been, they had did the planet, they did the episode, they're gone. Yeah. They never really revisit them on the more shows. But they revisit them in, you know. Yeah. Like the one that the computer took over and like made the Red Hour in the original series. Yes. Where the, the, it's the one that the Purge was kind of made off of. Okay. For like an hour every year, everyone could go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that hour, the Enterprise crew just happens to land. Lower Decks went back to that. And we're admonishing the people because the they they let the computer take over again. Stop letting computers take over. <laughs> yeah. and they're admonishing the people. But he told us, no, no more red hour. Knock it off. <laughs> and one of the other one of the other things I really dig about Lower Decks is they you know like they bring back one of my favorite races, the Packlid. Oh God, the Packlids. Oh, I love the Packlids. We collect things. Yes. We are strong. My favorite, I mean, my favorite part about the Packlids is that the one of the, the main Packlid captain was the guy that voiced Starscream and Wheeljack. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I just love seeing him, you know, in that role. The guy in Encounter in Farpoint was the guy that did Prowl. Yeah. You know, so like the Transformers voice actors show up in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> It, you know, you're talking about Star Trek actors showing up in places. Yeah. I was a big fan of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I geeked when John Delancey showed up. <laughs> nice. I don't know who that is. He's, he was Q. He was Q. Okay. In Star Trek. And he plays Jesse Pinkman's girlfriend's father in Breaking Bad. He what well, he played, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, it's Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that any Q episode is, uh, is really good. I actually sat down, not yeah, I was just bored, and I sat down and watched the Star Trek episode, Next Generation one. 
Yeah. And I enjoyed it all over again. Yeah. They're just they're just enjoyable to watch. Any of the ones any of the ones with Q are they're they're gold. John Delancey played him so perfectly. And he chews up oh, yeah. everything. I'm not a huge Trekkie, but is Q a guy that would show up and like screw stuff up? Oh yeah. Like put them in Yeah, he was like an omnipotent being. That's what I thought. He okay. he's the guy that introduced them to the Borg. Okay. Yeah, but he also sent them back into the Robin Hood era. Yep. I object. I am not a merry man. Yeah. I mean, a Q episodes were just always a boatload of fun. Yeah. And just to watch, if for nothing else, to watch the utter frustration on Picard. <laughs> and when he showed up in, in uh, D Space Nine and Cisco decked him. And he's like, you hit me. Picard never hit me. I'm not Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, I mean, Q is one of my favorite characters in the whole Star Trek mythology. Q is great. Yeah. Q Q is so, he's a lot of fun. And uh, like one of my favorite ones is when he offers Picard, or not Picard, when he offers Riker the opportunity to join the continuum. Yep. He offers uh, Commander Riker the chance to become a Q. Okay. And Riker turns it down. <laughs> I think my and my favorite part of that episode honestly is and it's years after that's just like the funny part when he grows up Wesley yes you know and many years later Will Wheaton likes to reference that this is what I'm supposed to look like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because he, go, he goes from looking like a freaking uh, 13 or 14 year old yeah. Will Wheaton yeah to you know a male model. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. It was like they, they got like, you know, like the chiseled face and everything. Oh, it's like, God. yeah, it's like they and, and, and Will Wheaton at one point, like during at when that he would have been that age, he, he puts it up online and said, this is what I'm actually supposed to look like people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes it with a grain of salt. Yeah. That, I mean, th- those were always fun episodes. Yeah. And I never didn't like Crusher. I, I liked him as a character. I thought the bad part is that I thought they wrote bad for him. Yeah, I I, I won't disagree with you. You know, but and that's not uh, Will Wheaton's fault. No, they they wrote some goofy ass stuff with him where it's like this kid is like a super genius. Yeah. You know, yet, you know, it was like no one ever trust him. Yeah. You know. But the stuff that he did when uh, he came back, uh, I think uh, one where they did the um, the illegal maneuver. Yeah, and he was in. You know, this that's a covert star. The covert starburst. And it's yep. like it's like you know, and he's he's Picard's talking to him, and uh, he finally says, "I refuse to answer that." And it was like, "Whoa!" It's like you know, you're talking back to Picard. Yeah. And I thought that episode right there was like one of the perfect Wesley Crusher episodes. Yeah. You know, and I I did enjoy him on the show. I really did. It was, I think, because at the time he was my age. Yeah. And if this kid can fly a starship, why can't I? Right. <laughs> you, you know the. Don't look at me like that. Oh my god. Oh, I was young. You and I, you and I have had this conversation, yes. Bill. <laughs> but like the year, the first season of TNG. Mm-hmm. The problem I had with the with the first season of the of of the TNG was. They like they were really ham-handed with 
Counselor Troy's powers. Oh, yeah. Counselor Troy is an empath. Okay. Okay, she's half Beta Z, and uh, Beta Zs are empathic. Mm-hmm. They were so fucking ham-fisted with it. I'm sensing... No shit, you're a fucking empath. <laughs> Every episode. Oh, I'm God. feeling that... You're supposed to. It's what your job is. I honestly don't feel... I don't feel that... It's because you're not Beta Z. Troy... Yeah, I don't feel Troy got really good until after Jellico came on. Yeah. And basically told her, that's not a uniform. And I know it was, a, it was, I mean, I know writers did that in the beginning, but it's like, at that point, I think her character was able to finally, you know, grow. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, at, at one point she got, uh, you know, she was in a relationship with Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, she had liaisons with several guests mm-hmm. on the ship. She was a hoe. And ended up marrying Worf. No, she didn't marry Worf. In one timeline, she did. Oh, you're talking the one where Worf was jumping around timelines. That was a good one. Yes. In yeah. One, yeah, in one timeline, she ends up married to Worf. <laughs> which is kind of fucked up. In another timeline, she ends up married to Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, that, would, that was such, probably my favorite Star Trek series. Yeah, that I was love oh, yeah, that, that was a good episode too, where Worf is going through the different timelines. Yes, you know, and all the subtle little things they put on. It's a, he doesn't know what's happening, but okay, well, Data's the you know at first in command. What happened? What's yeah? Uh, what what is the one episode where uh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but there's uh like they go th- something they lose some like. 30 seconds of time. And there's a guy on there who's the first officer that's not Riker and Riker's yes. the second officer. Yep. Yes. And they didn't lose... Yeah, they, they're... And they're trying to piece together the time. Yes. You know, and they finally figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I like... Oh, I don't remember. They, want, they wanted him... To, uh, they wanted the Enterprise to destroy a ship that it had outgunned like a thousand yeah. to one. Okay. Yeah, they had gotten knocked out and when they all came to... This new person was there. So every, the audience knew what the hell was going on. But then they're trying to figure out, okay, well, what does this rank mean? What does this mean? Everybody's yeah. trying to figure out who they are. Who they yeah. are. Because all the personal logs have been locked out. Yeah. You know, so they're just trying to piece everything together. And they finally figure it out, figure out who doesn't belong. Yeah. You know, and a little just in time. I forget what they said, why they, they thought... I think Worf thought he was captain. Worf thought he was because of the sash. <laughs> yep, because of the sash, and uh, I I don't I don't know. And then they finally found like the they finally were able to access the command structure. Yeah, and they pieced shit together bit by bit by bit. It was a really yeah, good episode. That is a, that was a good one. I I told yeah that's I I just want to go through and watch them all again. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, I uh, wish I wish I would have. I honestly wish at one point I would have gotten the original series on DVD. Yeah. Just because now they've updated all the graphics. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not terrible that they did that. Yeah. But when I watched the original series, it was on cable TV when I was a kid. Yeah. All the original graphics were in it. And now it's not the same. (laughs) You know, one of my favorite Saturday Night Live bits from back in the day 
was uh, when like they did a bit about Star Trek being canceled. Okay, I was born with uh, John Belushi. Belushi is is yeah. Kirk. Yep. And Chevy Chase is Spock. Yep, and Ackroyd was McCoy. I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh, it's great because um, Chevy Chase comes up, tries to do the, Vul- the Vulcan nerf pinch on Elliot Gould was the host yep. on Elliot Gould, and he's like, "What are you doing? That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off, Nimoy!" And then he takes the ears off. That was good shit. Yeah, back, oh, you know, yeah. We just we just watched the season premiere of SNL, and it's. Uh, uh, I, I I didn't I didn't watch. But then again, Saturday night I was busy. I it's just I know, but it's well. So are we we didn't we, they're on like the third episode now. We just watched the first one. Yeah. Well, one nice thing about Peacock is every episode of every season of Saturday Night Live yeah. is available. But they edit them. I'm sure they do. They've they've already edited the one that just aired. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They 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 clip stuff out. They take stuff out. They you know. Sometimes I'll put the dress rehearsal stuff in. So if I just watch the stuff when it's live at the time. And then because the, the stuff is changed. Yeah. The uh, live from New York Reddit. Yeah. Usually it talks about all the different changes and what the hell happened to this. And but they lost a lot of cast. They, a lot of people just left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was this was a vastly new cast. Not terrible. They weren't all terrible, except uh, they just got to They just got to get their footing. They need to stop. Just trying not to offend everybody. <laughs> well, you see, and that, that's... Good luck with not, that. Not trying... No, that's the thing. Don't try not to offend. Just do your goddamn jokes. Right. See, now, and that's the thing that made Saturday Night Live so much fun is yeah. they weren't afraid to be subversive. Yeah. Now, it's like they're doing everything they can not to offend everybody, and it's like it's noticeable yeah. to the point where the jokes are so... Sa- the jokes are so sanitized... That you can kind of, you could, it, it's not funny. Right. You know? Right. Somebody got to break the mold, and, and, and that's what's happening. People are afraid of. Yeah, of, but they, they could do stuff like they had the, um, when Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant would do those kitten things. Yeah. Those were hilarious. You don't need, but they, they need to find, they, I don't know who decides what's funny. I really don't. I'm the arbiter of funny. I don't know if it's Lauren Michaels. <laughs> you know, sometimes I mean they need to hire. They need to hire me. So I said, Pete Davidson is just. Oh, he's gone now. Yeah, I like I like Pete, and I was not on board until yeah, uh, until I watched uh, the uh, King of Staten Island. Yeah, <laughs> Pete Davidson is he he. I love his delivery. I love what he does. And, yeah, but th- this. What? I saw something today and I, and I didn't click on it. Did he do something like people are pissed off about that Taco Bell commercial for some reason? Yes. Yeah, because it, Pete Davidson is like a no effort kind of he, he's it looks like he just showed up on set. Yeah. And when he when he does his writing, it sounds like it's just off the cuff. Right. And and people, when you act like that, that's what I think. That's what's upsetting people. Like at the end, whenever somebody goes, "Are you acting?" or probably like, "I don't know. I didn't read the script." Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that. But that's part of the script. I mean, that's what he does. Exactly. You exactly. know. I mean, when he when he talks on on all the stuff that is on SNL is written. Yes. Okay. They, Lorne Michaels has made a big point that 
about the only people, there's a very few people he's allowed to ad lib. That he's allowed yeah. to ad lib. Yes. And, but a lot of this stuff is done as written, but then it acts like, oh, yeah, I didn't read this. Yeah. But Pete will throw that line in, but it was in the script. Yeah. 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 I, I, that's, that, and that's another thing with SNL is it's become way too scripted because back if you go back to like the days of Ackroyd and Belushi and and guy and Garrett Morris those guys had the freedom to ad-lib because they were all seasoned improv guys mm-hmm. yep and that's what you know that's i think that's i think that's where they need to hunt for talent is back at the groundlings and yes at, uh, second city second, yeah bring bring back people that can can do proper improv yeah they're out there they're not i mean and the sketches sometimes I know I mean you only have a week to write this stuff. Yeah. But man, they they, they I mean Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Mike Myers, all those guys knocked it out of the park all the time with a lot of coke. Well, give them more coke. <laughs> <laughs> Thir- put a couple keys in each dressing room. 30 rock 30 rock was floating at the time. Oh god. All right guys, um Let's call. Let's put a bow on this one. All right. Really, uh, uh, a true to form show. We talked about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, everything made, made it fun. Um, next week, we're gonna try emphasis on try to do a remote recording at Halls of Horror. Um, Chuck and Earl are on board. I'm gonna talk to Linda this weekend as well. Um, we're not going to, you know, it, hopefully we can get things, you know, to work this time. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I can get things to work this time. All you got to do is test. Yeah, we're going to do that. Don't just walk in, drop the shit down and say, it'll work. And then pick on poor, poor Chuck for an hour. Well, I pick on poor Chuck all the time anyway. Um, and I'm going to be taking, you know, of course, our our mics that we normally use. And I'm going to take a few extras because we have the big rectangular table there. We're yep. going to put table, put mics around the tables and we'll try to make something happen with a special uh, remote haunted house episode of Oh No, Not Will That. Will Peyton be there? I, I'm sure she will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm we, sure. So I'm sure Python will. Now we can up. talk about school stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Python will be there. Um, so, that's what we're going to do next week. Um, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm <Okay>. tired. <laughs> All right. So until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. Bill. Jim. Later on, bitches.